0: In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Price and Wren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that will help you survive your commute or workday. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Brace and Ren and NEDC Classified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 18 of NEDC Classified titled Failing in Tutors, as well as Season 2, Episode 19 of NEDC Classified titled Science Fair and Study Halls. And lastly, we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 20 of NEDC Classified School Survival Guide titled Double Dating and Last Day of School. Uh, My name is Bryce Henderson. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, With me, as always, to uh, break down all things Ned's Declassified is... um, Oh, wait a second. Is this your evil twin from Sweden? Is this Ven? That's right, Bryce. It's me, Ven. Wow. Uh, Your evil twin. I didn't know
1: that you existed. Well, you know, uh, I was born over Sweden in the plane. Oh, Ren was born when when the plane got to the United States. Got you. Okay. So, because I was born on a plane (laughs) while the plane was in flight, and he was born while the plane was grounded, he's good because he's down to earth, and I'm evil, evil
0: because I'm closer to God. Oh, you've uh, better access. (laughs) Better. Okay, I get what you're saying. Um, If Ren, if you had an evil twin, um. Would you, like, try to stop your evil twin from doing things, or would you just be like, oh, like, that's my evil twin? Like, uh, is it your I've, responsibility to prevent them
1: from doing something?
0: I've, I've told Nicole this a few times,
1: but, like, if an, if I found out one day that I have an evil twin, or if an evil clone just appeared one day and I saw them, yeah. I think I would have to do everything I could to kill them right away. Because <laughs> my fear is that they would want to kill me right away, so they could be yeah. the main Ren. Okay. So, uh,
0: because there could only be one. Why not both? Why not cohabitate?
1: I don't think we, I don't think we could make it work. I think eventually one of us would be like, well, shouldn't there just be one Ren? Got you. I think tensions would rise. It would be too intense.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: If if this situation mm -hmm. ever happened, and I came to you and I was like, Mm Bryce, will you help me kill evil Ren? Would you help me? So, I would be worried that evil Ren
0: was the one talking to me. What's something that only Good Ren would know? Uh, well, I don't know. And so, see, now I'm a little concerned because I want to try to set that here and now, but now I'm worried that this could already be Evil Ren. All right, you got a good point there. So, um, and who knows? Who knows when Evil Ren and Good Ren have swapped in and out? You know, we could be like a Twinanagan situation. We're yeah. always swapping. Like, Evil Ren could have been in Loseley and Good Ren could have been in uh, directing and play making or whatever class was uh dennis too (laughs) uh uh, ren i have a question should nancy classified only make episodes in 90 minute blocks yeah i think
1: it really works in the show's benefit Mm -hmm. when they you know have the room to really explore these in 90 minute segments yeah uh right i have have (laughs) a question for you yeah how obvious is it that they had four scripts ready at the start
0: of the season and nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> and then they, yeah, so they had those four scripts and they were like, we'll write more, right? Yeah, yeah. we'll write more. And then each week they came and they didn't write more. And so they're like, oh, shoot. Um, let's use this one. We haven't used this this one of the four in, the, in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you saying that because both failing in tutors um, and Science Fair were all about Ned being lazy and uh, like a no good smart kid? Well,
1: that I think that actually worked in those episodes' favor. Yeah, that, it felt like characterization mm-hmm. instead of like actually feeling derivative, like every episode until this block has felt. Yeah, it I don't know what happened with these last three episodes. The quality suddenly spiked. It's like they realized, mm-hmm. okay. You know, we cared about this once.
0: Yeah, we got to wrap this thing up. uh, And by doing so, we have to actually make uh, movements happen for these characters. Like these last three
1: episodes are what I was expecting from the whole season. Same. When we watched the premiere. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Uh, we got, I I feel like really strong character motives. Consistent character motives from all three of the main characters, uh, which was a lot of fun the plots have finally gone back to being,
1: you know, all three characters dealing with the same thing mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah.
0: Um, almost. I loved, uh, and the only kind of like asterisk there, and I, I loved this deviation is that we got an episode about tutors and, uh, we got Ned and Moe's doing like dealing with tutor things. And then Cookie's subplot oh, right. is with toot toot. Fart aid. Who, who is a tutor. <laughs> Wasn't um, it was like, the only good use of Timmy Toot Toot. It was, uh, and I, I, uh, it hit me. It took all the way for Cookie to say to to um to him, where well, must be hard to be a tutor all the time. For me to be like, oh, like that's why we're getting this subplot right now. <laughs> um, I th- I
1: think the weird thing too is that with that Timmy Toot Toot subplot. Like it makes the inclusion of fart jokes in the first segment coherent to the whole episode. Yeah, since it's
0: related to cookies segment. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um. So, let's start with failing and tutors. Um, failing. We got a new adult figure in the school, which the, it's a revolving door at this point. Yeah. Of adult figures, they're here. They're gone. Uh, this is one that I don't anticipate we'll see again. Mrs. Splits, the school guidance counselor. Uh, this was interesting, Ren. Um, she... she felt like a like it's been a while since I've
1: since like anything in Ned's has felt like a good exaggeration yeah. of the middle school experience. Mm-hmm. But I think she did a she was like a good uh, personification of you know the what a guidance counselor represents, and well, especially when she becomes the drill sergeant for Ned it's kind of like that childhood fear
0: yeah and she she even kind of like i like her um justification in the end of like i have to put on different personas for different kids for like what they need and it's like okay that makes a lot of sense with like who the guidance counselor is and what she should be doing uh but there there's also not even just like guidance counselor specific but i feel like every school had those figures who like They Some of the adults, like, or teachers, like, really liked some students and really hated others. Yeah. Um, And it was, like, night and day just based on, like, who you were or how they were feeling that day. Um, Because we had one, like, religion teacher in my high school who notoriously everyone thought hated boys but loved girls. And it was, like, no matter how good of a student you were, if you were a male... She would find something to to snap at you about. What did she like the least about you? Um, that I would talk sometime in in class, like when she was supposed to be teaching. Yeah. And she'd like uh give me like stern eyes in the hallway sometimes. She was always the one in the hall with like three minutes left until the bell, just yelling like, get to class, get to class. So And did you get to class? I mean, usually I didn't. I didn't really linger in between classes. She did her job. Yeah, I didn't really have a lot of um like people to try to see in between classes. I had places to get to. So. Uh yeah, she did do her job, I guess. So. Uh did you have any teachers like that? You're cut you're breaking up a bit. Oh.
1: Yeah. Can you can you say like a full sentence? A, B, C, D, E, F, G? That's pretty good. All right. Yeah.
0: Uh, Someone was, I I think Lily
1: was going up the stairs. Maybe that was it. Maybe I heard her walk in. Yeah, so we've been there. Like the creaking. Uh, Did you have any teachers like that? I I never had this teacher personally. Mm -hmm. But there was a teacher in my, I think, middle school. Who, like, if you ever brought up, like, how something was unfair. Like, Mm -hmm. in life or just any, in any capacity. She would say that fair is just a word in the dictionary. Which like the sentiment is to teach kids that you know life is unfair, yeah, but you know as an adult, you can make it fair, <laughs> so i've I always kind of resented that sentimentality, yeah
0: life life's only as fair as you make it,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: uh, so let's make it rock, is Hannah Montana once setting Cory in the house, um so. All right, so we got Mrs. Split. She's the guidance counselor here. To Cookie, she says, Hey, Cookie, you're so smart. You should go to ninth grade next year. You should skip over eighth grade. Uh, Cookie comes out. He's like, oh, I don't want to go to high school. Ned gets told that if he keeps failing, specifically science, I believe, he's going to uh, have to repeat seventh grade. Bryce, did you ever get to this point? No. Me neither. No. Um, It's very, like... I think, uh, like, it's a kind of a trope, this, like, if you yeah. don't get an A on this test, you'll have to go to summer school, or you'll have to, which we see later on, or, like, you'll have to repeat this grade. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's definitely a trope,
1: but this actually did happen to mm-hmm. one of my best friends in our last year of high school. Where they needed, like, an A, or where they just needed to not fail? He was failing English. I don't yeah. know what he needed to pass, but he was failing. He went to the guidance uh, office, and they told him that if he did not pass, he'd have to repeat our our senior year. Oh, man. He did pass in the end, which I think makes it even more, like, cartoonish. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, (laughs) very much so. So, Ned is going to, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fail, but he's a... Like, he goes to Moe's. Moe's is, like, really aggressive with him, I felt like. I don't know if that was just me. I didn't notice. No, okay. She seemed, like, really aggressive. She was like, get a day planner. Plan, st- uh, plan more study time. Cut out video games. Oh, she yeah. Was... Oh, well, I, I, okay. She seemed well, intense. I, I guess I can see where you're coming from, but Ned yeah. has been
1: failing the whole season. Yeah. That's, like, it's not... It's, I don't think it's a surprise to get to this point, so
0: I think I can kind of get her aggression. Maybe that's yeah. why it didn't seem unnatural to me. Is Ned's GPA really hurting now that uh, life science is no longer being offered? Now that Mr. Monroe's gone missing, <laughs> yeah. Ever <laughs> since ever since Mr. Monroe uh, disappeared uh, months ago, Ned he started
1: been... teaching extreme life science, and they had to let him go. Yeah, it was they didn't uh, have the Matt Hoffman budget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else do we have in this segment? We got uh, Ned with he will use a magic pyramid. Uh to get answers on a test. What would you ask the magic pyramid, Red? During a test? In general. Like, would you use the magic pyramid for anything?
1: I don't know. I was never too intrigued by Magic 8 Balls growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never felt the need to ask them any questions. It never gave me much comfort. Yeah. How do they work?
0: Do you know? Is it magnets? Uh it's probably magnets.
1: Was, there's probably I there must be like a magnet. But then there's, like, a ball in the middle that has a bunch of words on it.
0: Yeah, so there's, like, a little ball in, like, purple water. Yeah. And then a layer outside of there. That must be the magnet layer. There must be just a straight magnet. Uh, <laughs> so you can, like, uh, attach to your fridge, right? Yeah. The magic pyramid or magic eight ball. All right, yeah, do, you, I- do you think uh, Jenna's parents have a magic eight ball lying around? I don't think they do. All right, if you um, find one, can you here, put it on the fridge and let, see if it sticks. Yeah, let me, I can ask my magic pyramid if right, cool. they have a magic eight ball lying around. Oh, it says no. Just no. Oh. Uh, what else? Uh, Mose is reading off her schedule at one point. She says that she spends from eight o'clock to nine o'clock at night organizing her sock drawer. No, that's nine to ten. Nine to ten. Even later. the full hour. To organize a sock drawer.
1: What? Maybe, what? It needs, maybe it needs to be reorganized every day. Maybe each day has like a, a theme.
0: Well, so what's happening in her sock drawer while she's either at school or in the morning that it then needs to be reorganized for an hour at night? Maybe it's where she keeps her hamsters. Oh. <laughs> she has like, what, 15 hamsters? Yeah, and they're all hanging
1: drawers.
0: out in the socks. Yep. Yeah. And so she gets home and she's like, dang it, they bit through my socks. Or they, like, pooped all over them. So she needs to clean it out. She's um, got to sew
1: them back together.
0: Yes. And so that's why it takes a solid hour of her day to organize the sock drawer. Uh, and then part two of a three-part final exam felt aggressive. A three-part final exam? I... I think I've had. I think I've only ever had two part final exams. I've had two parts, which has been maybe like a paper, like a test and a you, paper portion. Yeah, you like do the paper at home, and then you. Oh,
1: you know what? I have had a three part final exam. Three parts. Uh, paper, what was the test, third part? Paper test and presentation.
0: Oh no no no! No, I feel like most of my classes like would choose one of those. It'd be like we're either doing a test or a paper or a presentation for the final. We're not doing all of them. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, final. That is a lot of final. No, I don't miss finals.
1: Me neither. I don't miss having to study for tests. I don't miss having to do tests. I don't miss going like having to commute to campus.
0: No. Being a commuter always sucked. Well, I mean, could have always stayed in uh, my senior year. I had like a little shack. The Bryce shack. Yeah, there was like tile and stuff on the ground, but there was a I had a little carpet. Yeah, who doesn't love sleeping on a little carpet next to tiles? Yeah, well, it would have been on the carpet was on top of the tiles. Oh, that's good then, you know. Yeah, there was a heater. The heater kind of uh, yelled a lot like it would like the high pitched thing. Nice little white noise. Uh, And then uh, it was nice every single morning right at 7 a.m. The sun hit just right where it broke through my paper thin blinds. Uh, I broke into my eyes. Well, early
1: to bed, early to rise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think you you that was always an option for you. I don't know why you didn't take advantage of that yeah, more. Me neither. I I really should have thought this through. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I had like uh I had like mac and cheese. Who doesn't love mac and cheese? Yeah. It wasn't cooked, but I did have a lot of mac and cheese in my dorm room. Did you just eat it raw? I usually yeah. I would come home at night and just eat a bucket of it raw. I would pour it into a bucket, uh, and then. Crunched down until I fell asleep. <laughs> early to rise Is <laughs> early, early to early to early sleep. sleep. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, you still have been a Bodeborg, right? Bodeborg. Yeah. The like uh, it's like an escape
1: room. Yeah, the physical come not a quest.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not all physical. It's like um like 33 33 33 like 33 physical 33 yeah. uh combination of mental physical and 33 percent mental um but they have a room rent the spoilers this is a spoiler to all you okay. out there where uh the last room the answer is failure is the key to success interesting and so that was kind of like i wonder if they watched this episode of ned's and got it expi- inspired to um to make that the answer. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh,
1: all escape room ideas are ripped off. <laughs> uh, and I can tell you this as an as an insider
0: from the business. There's never been an original escape room.
1: No, they're all, you know, they're all they all steal from pre-existing ideas.
0: But uh, okay, okay, let's talk philosophy here for a moment. What okay. idea is original?
1: You know, you're right. There's no such thing as an original idea anymore.
0: Could that be what we do after we're done with meds is we just try to trace back to the first original idea? Bryce and Wren find the first story. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, like, so, because we could go to, like, stories on, like, cave paintings and stuff and be like, oh, that was original, right? Um, yeah, Bryson and Wren and cave paintings. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been an original idea in uh, thousands of years. Just think of one. Think of one original idea. I can't. Any idea I can think of right now someone else has had before. Okay. uh, I'll come... Okay, here we go. I I shouldn't say no, right? Yes and? What about Boba Fett? I didn't say anything about Boba Fett. (laughs) Did you finish it, though? Yeah, I finished it. (laughs) Is that an original idea? An original idea? Okay, fine. The creators of Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, had an original idea uh, in which they, uh, in the final episode, would have a Wookiee get pretty heavily wounded and then um have them be able to run very fast two minutes later
1: here's an original idea for you Mm -hmm. what other show starts with five episodes straight of an old man taking a bath yep then suddenly becomes the third season of a different show yep before suddenly ending without resolving any everything except for one plot line
0: yeah, I hate that this was your uh, first step into live-action Star Wars television, because... I, I
1: did like that Mando episode. You know, that's that yeah. was enough for me to want to watch the show now. Good. Because uh,
0: Book of Boba, Boba was not was good. Miserable.
1: It was not good. That last episode, like, half of it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then half of it was, like, Power Rangers nonsense.
0: Yeah, what are we gonna do about the S.H.I.E.L.D. Ren? We can't shoot at it. We can't so let's shoot hit at it, it, it. With a sword, which we do. We should shoot at it. Of course. I like
1: when, uh. What's his name? Black Chrysanthemum? What do they call him? Santa? Santo?
0: I always call him Chrysanthemum. That's <laughs> Darth, not his name. Darth Chrysan- Chewbacca. Chrysanthemum
1: is his name. Uh, when uh, Darth Chewbacca puts his hand <laughs> through the shield, and, you know, they could have just touched it, I guess. <laughs> could have just touched the shield. Why didn't Mando just walk inside the shield and then use the dark saber kills me
0: it was um uh, and like those mando episodes were so good um i even liked i liked the stuff before the like present for boba so i liked all the tuscan raider stuff i liked the train heist i was into all of that me too i um, i actually liked seeing that part of tuscan
1: culture because you know it's just it's just an interesting thing that star wars hasn't focused on before yeah
0: but crime lord Boba, who oversaw... isn't even a crime lord, yeah, he oversaw... does not want to do
1: anything bad.
0: He oversaw a bar, and uh, the bar got blown up. And then he gives <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the bar got the bar with the weird helmet cleaners and the half naked yeah. slave people got blown up. Yeah, so now Boba Fett's gonna become
0: an even better slum lord. It it made no sense. Um, and like, I don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing Boba Fett again. I don't have any interest in, like, a cameo of, like, oh, who's that? Oh, there's a tease. Boba's coming. Because there's no epicness. It's like, Boba's coming. What's he gonna do? Uh, Take a, like you said, take a bath um, for a few episodes and then... Uh... Unceremoniously kill Cad Bane.
1: <laughs> like, as... Uh- that actually, bo- like, this is this is probably one of the few things where I'll go, like, annoying Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but that bothered me. He's disrespectful to Cad Bane, right? Like, all his episodes in Clone Wars, like, basically end with him getting off the hook, just accomplishing his deeds while everyone's left in a worse situation. Yeah. This goes so against the spirit of the character, and it's clearly to po- prop up Boba Fett, who has sucked consistently, yeah. so much
0: so that they brought in The Mandalorian. So,
1: to be an interesting main character for a few
0: episodes. Which is, like, also absurd, because it's almost like, as they were making the show, they were like, wait, this isn't very good. Yeah. We need Mando. Like, we need we need a different character.
1: Like, if this is just Boba Fett mm-hmm. for seven weeks
0: straight, yeah. people are not gonna keep watching. Yeah. Um, and, like, this back and forth, like, the different directors really ruined it. Um, oh, yeah. The, the Spy Kids man taking he down star wars the they're all
1: terrible uh I, I do not want him touching the show or i don't want
0: him touching anything star wars related again no and i don't I, I would hope that they look at the response and they're like okay we don't like we appreciate what you've done which is not a lot <laughs> and you've introduced very slow bikers but we're all set <laughs> now very slow bikers so um Ren, have you ever needed a tutor have I ever needed a tutor?
1: I yeah. think I ha I think I did for one class at Leslie, mm-hmm. but I forget which one. Yeah. And it was only for it was a very brief. I just needed help with like one thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've ever. Um, I don't know if I've ever needed a tutor. I have like I used to my I've dad a tutor. was like, I've never been a tutor either. No, I was like right in that middle line of like not needing a tutor, but also not like being good enough to be a tutor um Mm -hmm. but my dad who's like uh king of science uh creator like king of the rats or whatever he um he would always help me study for science which was like really that was a difficult area for me so in a way like he was my mr sweeney
2: yeah um your
1: dad is your mr sweeney yeah has he ever said you're never gonna win a ribbon
0: no, he's never said that. <laughs> yeah, that it, that bothered me, in that we get this really sweet moment at the end of the tutor segment with Ned and Sweeney, where Sweeney's like, "I'm gonna help you, like, pass this. You got this. You're smart." And then the next segment starts with him like publicly declaring Ned a failure in front of all of his classmates. I this these episodes were clearly out of order. So you say that, but they weren't, unless. The only thing that could have been swapped is the this segment and the science fair segment. Because the segment before this, in, um, what is it? Little, uh, nope, in, <laughs> it's a different note. What? I almost went to say our Grinch name. <laughs> <laughs> I typed it at the top of this page, but that's not the name of the segment the name of the segment (laughs) the name of the segment that we were just talking about was failing yeah in that segment ned goes to the lunch lady and the lunch lady says looks through the corn and she's like hey i see in the future you're gonna kiss your true love at a dance soon so that episode that segment needs to be first why does that need to be first well, okay, you're right. It just needs to be before the dance, right? In my, in the DVD
1: order or in the iTunes order. Yep. Uh chronologically, Failing in Tutors is the second to last episode. Yes,
0: it is. I wa- yeah, I watched okay. it in the
1: order it released. But like I just feel like uh by having Science Fair and Study Hall first, you remove that like inconsistency with Sweeney, and then yep. w- with that episode, you also set up that Ned is doing poorly in pretty much all his mm-hmm. classes. So when we get to failing, it's less of a, you know, oh, this has been happening all season. And we're like, okay, it's been happening all season. And the last yep. episode alluded at it. Okay. And then, you know, tutors, we just transition into last episode, you know, future's not written in corn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or the corn's not written in stone.
0: Yeah. Okay. So all of that, all of that adds up. Okay. And that science fair and study hall could have been swapped with failing in tutors. Um and it would have made no difference i think i agree with you then i think that that is probably a better order um because then it allows the last two episodes to really connect because science fair gives us stuff with vanessa yeah um which if we had gotten it when it originally aired we would have gotten that and then it would have been two episodes before well hold on nope because they interact in study hall again so yeah it would have been two episodes class clown music class and failing and tutors before vanessa and cookie are reconnected yeah but, um, okay. So, we're, we're talking about tutors, right? Do we explain how
1: failing wrapped up? Not really. No. Uh, I think the only thing worth noting is that Mr. Wright kind of, like, I think these episodes did a good job at propping him up as an authority figure. Now that oh, yeah. Mr. Monroe is gone and Gordy has
0: gone full insane. Yeah, Mr. Wright, because we we didn't really even say, so Moses' whole bit in this segment is, she fails a test in failing, and so she reorganizes her whole schedule to make more time to study, and so by doing so, she's, like, not taking care of herself, she's, like, not showering, she's quitting things that she should be doing for, like, extracurriculars and doing less social stuff. So Mr. Wright says, hey, Jennifer, uh, it's been nice knowing you, but you know, after seeing you get that F, I realized that I failed as a teacher, and so I'm gonna quit um, my job and go home. And Moses, is like, you can't do that, and he's like, oh, so what you're saying is you, I shouldn't let one failure stop me from like living my best life. She's like, oh yeah, good point. It's one of the
1: few th- times I think that the show has successfully pulled off a message like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I felt like that hit well. Um, it made sense. It tracked with Moses' arc for the segment. Uh, it
1: plays into, uh, you know, Moses' relationship with Mr. Wright. Mm-hmm. Now that we've kind of, mo- which is interesting, the first season explored her relationship with Mr. Chopsaw, and this season kind of played around with Mr. Wright.
0: Yeah. Um, also, uh,
1: that little boy came back. Yeah, I actually think, I didn't like him in his episode, but I thought this was a bit nice little bit of continuity. The leprechaun? The kid who takes pants. Yeah. Just leave it there, the... you know, don't don't need to stretch the joke more than that. No.
0: Uh, yeah, so then we get that and failing, and then the next segment is tutors. So naturally, if Ned is struggling, a tutor might help him, right? Uh, he's also, like, afraid to go to summer school.
1: Yeah, he's gonna go to summer school because even though he didn't fail his uh science test, Mm -hmm. he didn't do good enough to avoid summer school. Yeah, so he probably got like a C minus or something.
0: Yeah, so Ned has to get an A to not go to summer school on like an upcoming quiz. Yeah, Um, or it's the final. Okay, on the final. Right, so he goes and signs up for a tutor. So first he uh, meets uh, (laughs) Widget. And Widget says, it's pronounced Briget. Ren, is that I familiar? I
1: fine with him being Ned's tutor the whole episode.
0: Yeah, you would have liked to see more of him? This is a great shtick,
1: I think. You think it's a really good shtick? I, I would have loved to see this just wear Ned down. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it would have, I, I I'd like to see this kid come back. Mm-hmm. He has the right amount of pomposity that makes him a perfect
0: antagonist. <laughs> Does he, he, does he remind you of any characters that you are familiar with? Like, does anyone come to mind for you? Is that why you're asking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's pronounced Wijay. Uh, it's pronounced Barfay. Oh, yeah. I know that kid. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. He was, uh, he was that spelling bee winner. A few years ago. Yeah. He won, won a spelling bee like three nights in a row, I believe. A good uh, speller. William Barfay. Yeah. To be fair, he always got the same words. Uh, well, I
1: mean, it, you know, everyone got the same words. Everyone had an opportunity to correct themselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, that would have been a plot twist. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden... Uh, all of a Joanna sudden... tries to win. Yeah, she just takes it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to try and beat her out of spelling. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, crap. It's correct. <laughs> You're like, oh, damn. What do I do I now? Um, yeah, so there was this character. He was fun. I think that would have been cool as if he was shouting at Ned all episode, really wearing him down. And Ned kept going to Sweeney being like, I'm trying, but I just can't with this tutor. And Sweeney's like, "Like that sounds like an excuse. Um, it also would've, it would have been maybe a good little lesson about like, you know, in life, you don't always get to choose who you work with or who you are involved with. Exactly, but then we would have missed
1: out on uh, Martin Quirley's sister. Yeah, who I yeah. actually did like her a little bit, especially since it brought back the cardboard.
0: Yes, yeah, we get Neta's uh, piece of cardboard back again. Uh, did you know right away that this is Martin Quirley's sister, who's like, wearing?
1: Yeah, like the first thing I thought of was,
0: are they really introducing a female
1: version of Martin Quirley? Mm-hmm. And then they immediately set it up, and I was like, okay, this is fine.
0: Yeah. Because uh, like established context. I was cool with it. Ned asked the question of like, you look familiar. Do I know you? And I was like, oh, is this like a weird cameo? Like, I don't know what's happening. And then it was. Yeah. But yeah, Martin Corley's my, uh my brother. Are you uh, Roger from Sister Sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's multiple Corleys we learned from her. That's right. There's, there's a lot
1: of Maxwell them. Uh, May.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I forgot the others.
0: Yeah, I didn't write them down. Mm-hmm. As Adam Sandler once says in in Billy Madison, Quirley, I have a feeling your whole family's going down. (laughs) Man. Uh, Ah, Sandler-thon. Did we make it to Billy Madison? We,
1: yeah, we watched it. Okay. I think it was uh, Waterboy when my gallbladder
0: exploded. Yes, and then we... (laughs) Yeah, and then that was the end. That was the end. Mm -hmm. Oh... Uh, your gallbladder wasn't the only thing that exploded that day, Ren. Poor Mitch. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, Mitch is very much so alive. Uh, yeah, he's he's, doing he's well. kicking it. <laughs> Just to be clear. So, uh, alright. Uh, Cookie has his whole subplot with Toot Toot. We've talked a little bit about that. Cookie makes a... Uh, who is it that gives him the advice of if you... Uh, have lemons make lemonade it's mr right again okay yeah so he you're right he's in this the spot he gives that advice so uh, uh you when you get lemons you make lemonade and cookies like fart aid so by that he gives toot toot a ton of beans and then makes a fart suit which for... uh what what does he pump it into is it a lawnmower it's into a lawnmower first, which is super impractical. I don't know what Cookie's plan was to do with an operating lawnmower in his history class slash science class. I don't know what that class well, he, is supposed to be. But he's just—it's
1: social studies, right? Social
0: studies, yeah. that, that I think he's just up.
1: trying to prove that farts can power machines.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what do you like? Why not do that with something that's more practical uh, in a classroom, like uh, a light bulb? Like you want a fart to power light bulb, or a printer? I don't know.
1: All right, printer. That's a bit more reasonable. Powered printer.
0: Yeah. What is saying, a lawn, uh, like? A lawnmower. What does that even do on a hardwood floor?
1: Uh, I guess it shreds the hardwood.
0: Yeah. yeah Cookie's so, like, gonna
2: tear up the classroom
1: hardwood.
0: I just. I don't know what Cookie was thinking. I'm. I'm very much so bothered by it. Would you have preferred a blender? Blender
1: would have been fine. Kind of make smoothies for the kids? Yeah, Oh,
0: fart smoothies? I wouldn't drink that, but you know, someone might. Well, okay, but the fart is just what powered this, the blender. So this food, the smoothie hypothetically won't taste like fart.
1: But there's a... Like, here's the thing, though. The fart farts have smells. Yeah, the and, smell... Know, how, mm-hmm. Where is the fart going to power the blender?
0: It's the gas is something something, and then it's powering it.
1: All right, so we have step A and we have step C. We just got to figure out
0: step B. How, how does the fart? Okay. How does Let's, the
1: fart get there? How does it power
0: it? So, all right. So, fart is a gas, right? Yep. Okay. So it goes into the, goes. Uh, the gas travels through the little pipe system that Cookie makes. Yep. Once it hits the lawnmower, um, maybe there's like uh, maybe it's super cold, and so the gas becomes a solid. So,
1: becomes like uh, gas cubes, fart cubes, fart cubes that power mm-hmm. the lawnmower. Yeah. So, what happens when the cubes melt?
0: Um, fart water. Yeah, but that's only if there's extra,
1: mm.
0: extra fart cubes. Timmy Tutu really derailed us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know how farts would power something.
1: He like, doesn't I explain
0: think... it either. He just attaches a hose. I think we just have
1: to admit that Cookie knows more than the rest of us.
0: Yeah. Like, if you plug Timmy Toot up, you take that hose, you plug it into uh, a car, can he make a car go?
1: Theoretically, but, like, you'd have to find a safe way to keep Timmy Toot moving alongside the car. Just put him in the
0: car. Make sure the tube is long enough. Uh-huh. Put him in the back of the car. With the hose attached to him, and then there you go.
1: What if, like, some uh, cruel biker notices and cuts
0: the tube while he's oh, riding? Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's outside and he farts outside, then everyone in a hundred-mile radius is gonna get too tooted. You know, I, th- I think Cookie's, you know, creating a
1: biological weapon here. It's, I'm yeah, that's a great point. Like, see um, the way that everyone tries to flee the scene. When, yes. the, uh, when the tube bursts.
0: Or like, when the lawnmower clogs. James K. Polk Middle School has been destroyed in so many ways.
1: This isn't even the only amount of destruction it goes through, this, this segment, this section.
0: No, because we, I mean, later on, we'll see it burst into the sky multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how it happens, but it happens. And it's too much farts. He blows up, and, like you said, the school is like destroyed essentially by Timmy's farts. How long until kids are able to return to school? Three weeks, okay,
1: got it has to be a three week quarantine. clean the whole <laughs> school down, yeah uh, did you
0: get any wonker vibes from this? What do you mean well, so Uh, in Wonka, there's that machine that spits out the gum that does the different flavors, and it makes a lot of fart sounds, and it has, like, a blue bag, kind of. And then Violet eats it, and then she turns blue, and she, like, blows up blue, in the same way that Timmy Toot Toot's fart, like, suit blew up blue.
1: Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. I can can see the Wonka parallel.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if we brought the juicer in to deal with Toot Toot, um would that have helped to extract some of the fart juice and to avoid this whole process? Case,
1: he, like if farts can power something as a gas, mm-hmm. you know, if the juicer juiced Timmy toot toot, mm-hmm. could, you could theoretically create like some version of fossil fuels, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that could probably be, that's the, the most fuel efficient way to power anything in the future.
1: Bryce, I think you and I just solved global warming.
0: I think we did, too. We just got to get the juicer on the line and Timmy Toot Toot on the line and have them meet and have uh, the juicer juice Timmy Toot Toot. <laughs> we'll be good. All right. We did it. Yeah. Podcast um, accomplished. What else do we have here? Jock Goldman is back again. That's right. And his name is Jock again, not Jack. Yeah. Like, was for one episode? Mm hmm. Uh, he is also one of Ned's tutors in this segment. He's wanting to know if Moe's is so mad at him. Um, mm, Jock thinks Moe's, uh, forgot to shave when he finally sees her. Because Moe's has made herself, um, hideous.
1: She makes herself ugly so that the, uh, sixth graders... We'll yeah, stop paying attention to her and start paying attention to the lessons.
0: Yeah, because mose's whole thing is she's trying to tutor a single sixth grader and he like is distracted by her. And so then he gets all of his friends to come and stare at her as well. First of all, that's super uncomfy. Uh second of all, uh Mo's like can't figure out why the kids aren't learning. And it's like Moe's just listen to the background music whenever the kids look at you. And like it'll tell you everything you need to know.
1: If only she paid attention to the score.
0: Yeah. Just listen I, uh, to the soundtrack.
1: I did like when Jock Goldman said that Moe's is beautiful uh, on the inside because she's
0: hideous on the outside. <laughs> Just to specify.
1: Yeah. Um, He's not. He kind of. I kind of feel like <laughs> the writers liked the idea of Loomer's crush on Mose, but they recognize that Loomer himself is not played by a very good actor.
0: No, he's not the right person for this. So Although, they
1: invented Jock Goldman and have kind of transposed that crush onto him.
0: Tell me a double date with Loomer, Moe's, Susie, and Ned wouldn't have been good TV.
1: I actually did kind of like how it played out with Jock, though. Yeah. Because Susie Susie were... I don't know. They were, they were actually... They, well, when we get to the episode itself, we'll discuss it. But I actually yeah. felt that the last episode was by far the best of the season.
0: Um, Alright, so that is Tudor's Ren. And now we're going on to the science fair. Which uh We kind of touched on. We did kind of touch on it already. Um we <laughs> this was my favorite segment of the night. I thought really? this was yeah, I thought this was really fun. This, I like, this, this one was my least favorite segment. Oh, I loved the payoff, I loved the buildup. uh, I didn't see exactly where it was going because I kept getting tricked, right? So our setup here is Vanessa approaches Cookie and is like, hey, Cookie, uh, my grandma doesn't want me to talk to you anymore because you threw her down a set of stairs. This this I liked. And
1: <laughs> funny enough, what I'm going to say here is going to sound a little weird. Yeah. But it reminded me of like a good Corey in the house plot. Yeah. Okay. Like Corey mm. actually threw Candy's grandmother down a flight of stairs. Now he, yeah. got, now he has to attend to her at their <laughs> science fair all day. Mm-hmm. like is- the bits with cookie vanessa and her grandmother i thought were really funny so she, when she yes. says uh, i want to go see how strong the wood is
0: yeah. <laughs> see so i completely agree i thought um i thought they were wicked funny because um of the fact usually the show does these wacky absurd things and the characters don't have any repercussions no but of course here Vanessa's like, well, Cookie, you did <laughs> throw my grandmother down a flight of stairs. <laughs> so, like, she has good reason
1: to not want me to talk to you. Like, it's, it's just a good setting based on what our characters have been
0: through, which makes it funnier mm-hmm. inherently. And Cookie's given another, another chance to, uh, to impress her. And so, to make sure that nothing goes wrong, which I didn't see this coming. So, because we also had seen Cookie had built for the science fair this robot arm and like robot pants. And the robot arm is like meant to give super strength, but also isn't always in control. So it just like occasionally punches people and hits them sometime. So I wrote, uh, and I did not change this note because I wanted to capture my thoughts as the episode went by. I said, Vanessa's grandma is coming to the fair. Cookie's going to beat her up.
1: I uh, thought the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm shocked it didn't happen.
0: I, I, I was so shocked. So my expectation was that. And then moments later, we get Ned... Because uh, Ned's whole thing is he wants to have a good science fair project. Because he wants to prove Sweeney wrong. Sweeney does not believe Ned will have a good project. So Ned's whole gimmick is... Uh, I want to have this good one. So he's like... Cookie. So Cookie says, let's swap. Because I don't want to take the risk. I'm just going to take... Let's compare paper towels to see which one is stronger and then ned you'll take my robot design one you still have to write it so it'll still count as yours um and that's that and i was like oh so ned's gonna be the one in the robot costume <laughs> not quite <laughs> it doesn't fit him and so that's how the robot costume ends up on Mo's. which
1: so yeah I, I like the setup mm-hmm. for this i don't actually like ned's part of the science fair though. I don't, Why like, not? I don't know. It just didn't, the Moe's, uh, you know, nonstop Moe's exercise, like, constantly feeding her, the, it just didn't resonate with me as much as the other segments did. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. find it bad. Yeah. Like, it was, it was fun. Like, uh, like, it was definitely better than the batches of episodes we've seen up to this point. Yes. And I do like how, you know, it's a, it's a coherent episode mm-hmm. or a coherent segment where all three characters, you know, their plots encircle the same setting. Yeah. But I didn't feel like Ned's science fair or Ned's execution of the project matched Cookie's date with Vanessa and her grandmother in terms of, you know, humor. Okay. I also found the ending to the segment unsatisfying. And I also didn't like the step, the Sweeney step back. You know, it's a result of the episodes being flipped out of order. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, I like when the show leans into the idea that Sweeney is a good teacher who cares yeah and not you know stereotypical villain sweeney who 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 humiliates his students
0: yeah because to watch these segments back to back we literally just saw sweeney reach out to, to ned and be like hey ned this has been tough you're obviously trying i'm gonna be your tutor i care about you doing well you got this and then not even two minutes later if we're watching them back to back here's a presentation of why ned's project is gonna be awful
1: and, like, the thing that frustrates me about this is that this is ho- how they've always kind of treated Sweeney. They go back and forth yep. between whether or not, like, he genuinely cares about helping his students and whether he's actually an evil teacher who just wants to, you know, uh, put down his students. Yeah. Which, it's, it's just frustrating to watch. Especially as they, like, clearly figure out how to write Mr. Wright and Durga. And, like, even the Nazi doctor has, like, a coherent personality now. It's yeah. only Sweeney who's inconsistent anymore. They're not
0: sure. Sometimes he's the cartoon villain; other times he's the uh, likable teacher with like yeah. just a, a hard exterior but soft interior. Um, <laughs> he always gets in line for the boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that episode, a, a like Finding Gem in a bad
0: segment. That episode completely. <laughs> Why? Why does he always do that? And then they destroy his car. It made no sense. Sweeney, don't do that. Um, He always gets in line for the boys. (laughs) So, um, Cookie, yeah, so, Cookie is going to help wheel around Vanessa's grandmother around the fair. He's like, oh, here's my paper towels. It's a simple project. But I knew like, and she's like, Oh, I see tough brand is the strongest. That's the brand I use. <laughs> um, at one point she compares cookie to her deceased husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like becoming a big fan of Cookie real quick. Vanessa doesn't really say much here. She's just like off to the side and kind of like just, in, yeah, just admiring. I think they, out they had gold with the grandmother. Yeah. Um, and in that original episode, did Vanessa play the grandmother as well? I actually, because that was the whole bit, right? Is that Cookie thought it was Vanessa? Yeah, Cookie thought it was
1: Vanessa. Yeah, I I will have to double check, but Mm -hmm. yeah, she was the grandmother wasn't as prominent as she was in this segment,
0: no. Um, so then, uh, Ned, uh, yeah, so Ned's demonstrating the robot. Sweeney's impressed. Uh, like you said earlier, Moe's is hungry because she's doing so much work. And so Ned's like, okay, here's a granola bar. She squishes it. They go to a bake fair. She destroys the bake fair table. Um, she's just struggling to get food. She's having a hard time doing it. Um, she eats moldy bread. That actually, that actually made me gag.
2: I was was eating lunch
1: as I was watching the episode and I almost
0: threw up. It's pretty gross. Um, She grabs bread behind her back from Lisa Zemo's bread exhibit and instead of grabbing the fresh bread, grabs some moldy bread. It looked disgusting. Green bread. Mm. She uh, eats that, but uh, she's not the only person eating things that they probably shouldn't uh, hear. What are you referring to, Bryce? Uh, I'm referring to when Cookie uh, and Grandma Vanessa visit the bake sale. And Grandma Vanessa <laughs> <laughs> right. eats a right. brownie with walnuts. And Cookie <laughs> also does and says, wow, uh, these are delicious. And Grandma's like, I always love. I think this is when she compares them to his deceased, her deceased husband. I believe she says, uh, I always love brownies with walnuts. Uh, My uh, my or Vanessa's grandfather always did too. It's funny you bring this up. Mm -hmm. Watching this
1: scene, like, they don't reveal right away that Cookie has a a walnut allergy. No. But I'm watching it, like, waiting for, like, the shoe to drop. Like, okay, what's gonna happen?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's the next scene when he's talking with uh, Ned and Moe's about, wow, this has been really great. And he subtly mentions, like, oh, yeah, we got uh, brownie with walnuts. And they're like, dude, you're allergic to walnuts. He's like, yeah, but I didn't want to, you know, look bad in front of Vanessa's grandmother. And I I was allergic, but I'm sure I, I grew it, right? Uh, and then Have cut to him e- all blown up. <laughs> Have you ever eaten something you were allergic to, to prove a point? No. I'm, I'm also fortunate enough to not be allergic to anything. You're um, not allergic
1: to anything?
0: As far as I know, I'm not allergic to anything.
1: If yeah. I got an allergy doctor to do one of those tests on you, nothing would come back?
0: I, I'm not going to promise you that. I said, as far as I know, I'm not <laughs> allergic to anything.
1: Bryson, and Ren visit the allergy doctor?
0: We could, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, today we're talking about Neds, and I have all these uh, shots on my arm. Did <laughs> 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 you just, like, What I don't know what that process is like. Can you just go to the doctor and be like, hey, allergy me up? I think so. Yeah.
1: I, I. Can I get like a dozen doses of allergy? Those
0: are kind of fun for uh, like Instagram.
1: Yeah, you could show everyone what allergies you have now.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll go. Ask them. Allergy me out. So, Cookie, his face is slowly like blowing up the yeah, rest of the time that we is. see him. Because he ate walnuts and he wasn't supposed to. Uh, to which... I believe Ned gives him or Moe's gives him the advice of because he's like, what can I do? I can't let them see me like this. Just stay on grandma's left. And uh, don't look Vanessa in the eye or something like that. And you'll be okay." And it works for him for a while.
1: If you have an allergy reaction while you're out with Vanessa's grandmother, just stand to her left.
0: Yeah, she won't notice. (laughs) So that works um we also have at the science fair ran i loved getting to see and i wish we got more of this and so i think that this is what the segment was missing i loved the class clown auditions last week when we got so much of the cast together i would have loved to see Loomer's science fair project i would have loved to have seen uh darla or whatever the heck her name is her science for project coconut head science fair project um
1: yeah that would this would have been a great opportunity to kind of just showcase everyone really quickly They've, they've, I feel like they've uh, turned their back on montages yep. in the past few episodes, but this would have been an appropriate moment to uh, just mm-hmm. to showcase a couple of the kids' ideas.
0: Yeah. So we get Missy's, and she like sits on something and touches an electric thing, and it gets yeah. her hair to stand up. Uh, and then we get Martin Quarles, who has like, uh, he's seeing how laugh gas pretty much affects plants in like a glass box. Uh, which, by the way, I remember when the whole press corps was laugh gassed uh, uh, in Cory in the House. Uh, Samantha Samuels' laugh gas bomb? Yeah. Uh, by, it wasn't just, they were just laugh gassed. They were laugh gassed by a member of uh, the cabinet. Who then locked them in? Yes. <laughs> and she was never seen again. Nope. <laughs> uh, oh. Um,. But so, I we'd seen all this. I didn't know where the setup was going. The whole payoff is for um, Moe's to spill water on the robot things, so she can't do it anymore um, because she hurts herself. Um, oh, no, she eats the moldy bread, so she needs to go. So, yeah. Cookie needs to put the stuff on. Cookie does it. Uh he has his face all blown up. He has this robot arm and legs that he can't control. So he kind of like loses control and is like running all over stuff, destroying the science fair. While that's happening, Ned, um, in the early stages of that, the laugh gas like breaks open. Ned gets laugh gas and can't stop laughing and then puts his hand on the metal thing to make his hair stand up. So we have like a mad scientist and his monster red come on this wasn't like 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 i
1: said it's it's fun but it Mm -hmm. just didn't it wasn't what i was looking for from these last batches of episodes if if science fair was the segment that we Mm -hmm. opened with i think i would be more positive on it but i think i kind of got a little bit of tonal whiplash going from failing in tutors to yep. science fair and study hall which yep. they're both good episodes like ultimately i did i do like science fair and study hall i liked all mm-hmm. three of the episodes we watched today but i don't know it felt more like i was going from like okay this is the neds i want to see to a good version of the neds i have been seeing yeah. you know what i mean yep
0: yeah. um all right so that was the science fair ran and it transitions into study hall and mose has pinched nerves now yes who would have guessed mm-hmm. so we get this all season long ren we've been saying we want continuity between segments and both this episode and the last episode gave us continuity between segments even failing in tutors has continuity between segments
1: yeah that's why i just said that oh i thought you were i thought you meant this episode and the next one as in the oh, oh no
0: no it's like i sorry i was like are you even listening to me ren
1: I, I'm. i right i'm i'm yeah i'm listening closer than you're talking bryce yeah, I hope so. I don't, mean to be, I
0: don't mean to be hurtful, okay? Is this the tension that you think people were asking for? <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, to those who don't know, we've been receiving, we've received a lot of emails lately about more us needing to have more tension. <laughs> but tension is vague and we weren't sure were not sure what kind, so we're going to throw out some different different forms of tension and hope that it's meeting the needs of the audience. Um, uh, I, we can, <laughs> oh, so we can do this uh,
1: later, but I. I was also curious what our stats are currently for views are we are we getting lower
0: oh our listeners yeah i haven't looked at that yeah. in a hot minute uh we can <laughs> do that at the end uh okay. by the way if you do want to email us you can email us at uh wren um dot .com so we don't we don't have an at no we're uh, i think the where wren in the house at gmail.com i think is okay. an actual email address that we have so it's back in the good old days when we thought in the house was going to stick with our branding <laughs> So, study hall. Uh, Did you ever have a study hall?
1: I never had study hall in any school I went to. Did you?
0: I did. In fact, I had a group that there was six of us, and we were so close, we called ourselves the study. Really? Because we all had study hall together, and it was the only unifying factor is that we like w- weren't friends previously, but we were, we all had study hall at the same time. It was kind of a weird time of day to have it. Um, and so we all got together. We were together for those like 30 to 45 minutes and uh, it was great. It was really good. And then second semester, we all had study hall around the same time as well. And we were told uh, by an admin that we weren't allowed to all be together. Why? Uh, Cause like, We were in a room that we weren't supposed to be in, like a computer lab, Uh, because two of the kids, it wasn't actually their study hall. It was like they were doing like a remote class, and so they would do their remote class work during that time, but also they could do it at home, so it like was just a 30-minute period in the day for them to do whatever,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and then me and like three others actually had study hall during that time, and we weren't really supposed to be there, but we weren't really supposed to be anywhere, so you know just kids roaming free just living their lives experiencing yeah.
1: childhood yeah
0: and then someone caught on someone in admin caught on and got really upset with us and said no that we weren't allowed to anymore man it's
1: always a bummer when the grown ups ruin our fun yeah. right
0: yeah but we did do a um uh shot of syrup based on uh we had never mind no no you can you have to tell me the shot of syrup story now i don't think i can really yeah well um, I don't, ethically, I don't, it's it's not ethical. That's for <laughs> sure. It's really not tell ethical.
1: Me, tell me after we finish recording then.
0: We, no, now I feel like I have to, because I can't just be like, I did an unethical thing in high school that led to a syrup shot. <laughs> so, um, there was a staff member who I don't believe works for my former high school anymore. And then unrelated incidences um and so they were sometimes in the room with us with the study they uh taught a cp uh like college prep math course and it was the group that this teacher had was not uh very academically achieving and so we had said hey if we all place a bet on the average uh, will you tell us what the average score is, like, for their final? Yeah. And so she was like, "Sure." So we all placed bets, and then whoever was closest didn't need to do a shot of syrup. And they were like in the 40s. So, me, who had bet like a 70, had to do a shot of syrup. But uh, yeah. So there was like five of us. That wasn't bets. too bad. But I don't know. I feel like it isn't great because we shouldn't have known that this whole class was like failing their math class, and also that teacher probably shouldn't have told us. I, I think, uh, and then encouraged the, us I to think do this more shots. on the teacher than you. Oh, it definitely is. But I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think you
1: did anything unethical. Yeah, but you know, this. You know, if you were ever teaching a class on ethics, mm-hmm. you can use this instead of the bread example. That's true. You know what is this ethics?
0: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so here ned's whole thing is he wants to study during study hall but everyone else it's like a party um this was like so do you like this segment because this to me was the worst segment that we got. I actually did like
1: this segment i think it had a weak ending mm-hmm. but i liked the you know, just the existence of continuity, especially regarding Moses' pinched nerves, Ned still failing, even though that's kind of a uh, flipped continuity in our case. It's kind of the establishment point. Yeah. And uh, Cookie's relationship with Vanessa. I also like the kind of bottle episode feel to it, just being mm-hmm. all in study hall.
0: Yeah, with Norman it- Tremble's. With Norman Trembles, yes, who has come. It was. Come. Uh,
1: I I just liked the scenario because you know what we're kind of saying for science fair, like seeing the characters interact. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed seeing the different interactions and Ned being continually thwarted. Uh, yeah, as far as studying goes, you know, I didn't. I didn't think it was like a an amazing segment, but I thought it was a little bit better than science fair.
0: Yeah. Okay. I so. Um. I I appreciate now that you pointed out that bottle. Episode like aspect to it, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I I didn't like it because I felt like it ended weird. Like I don't it, feel it, like it did. It's a it's a bad button to end on. It's yeah. a weird ending. I I don't feel like it got solid closure. Um, because Cookie was going to go see Vanessa, and so his whole thing all segment was I want to go outside, and um, I want to go out and I want to see meet Vanessa at the bathroom. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious that, so she comes and tells him and is like, hey, come meet me in 20 minutes. And so Cookie uh, takes the bathroom pass and he's like, hey, I, I'm going to need this in 15 minutes, which is like, <laughs> I, I love that he just, he's not him good at this. The foot. Yeah. He's not good at this. <laughs> and of course, Norman Troubles is like, uh, I'm sorry. What? Cookie's like, yeah, I need to go to the bathroom in 15 minutes. And then Timmy
1: Toot Toot immediately comes in and takes it. Yeah. And normal tr- Norman Trembles acts like he did Cookie of Kindness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like that. Susie, like, uh, this is the first time we've seen Susie tonight, right? Yeah, this is Susie's first appearance. I <laughs> I
1: like that. Something I actually liked about this segment a lot was Ned's uh, hard tip learned aside. Yes.
0: Yeah, so Susie comes and is like, hey, Ned, want to talk? Um, and Ned's like, I gotta study, but it's Susie. So Ned, like, doesn't say anything, I guess. No. And just lets her talk, and then she does the classic, are you even listening to me? Uh, no. No, Ned is not listening to you. Ned's trying to study. And Which that's is, like, when.
1: It's a it's a fine enough joke on its own, but when you pair it with the premise of the show, mm-hmm. I think it gives it a little bit of an extra punch.
0: Yeah. So Ned's like, hard tip learned.
1: I also like that it kind of, uh... Oh, it
0: sounds like you've, like, walked a mile away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I stood up for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can you hear me better now? No, did you know some people podcast completely standing up? Really? Like, it gets their energy going. I just need to touch
1: my legs for a second.
0: Yeah, I sit in, um, I sit in a chair and I, like, uh, roll back and forth. Usually I sit in a
1: beanbag, but, uh, (laughs) since Nicole's not here today, I'm just in our bed. Uh, so you're, like, uh, do you feel like you're missing the beanbag energy? Actually, I don't know. I, 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 feel, I feel like I sit here when I do my uh, meetings for work. Yeah. So I'm feeling a bit more composed in that sense. Got you. Uh, a, beanbag brings the, the mania. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, bean, Beanbag brings the mania. Okay. I'm uh, a bit
0: more coherent this right now. Coherent professional, red, Uh <laughs> Talking about uh, Cookie needing to find an excuse to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. Did I cut you off?
1: I don't even remember anymore. No, so
0: we were talking about um, how Ned is. So Ned kind of has to turn away to Susie. It was like Susie. Oh no. yeah, what I what yeah. I was
1: saying was I like that Susie reaching out to Ned. You know, it feels like a little hint that she's starting to warm up to him. So it makes it a bit less of a, a bit less of a surprise when, in the double dating episode, she admits to Mose that she would let Ned kiss her. Yeah, which I like. It's uh, it doesn't feel as random, or it doesn't even feel random when Ned asks no. Susie out, and she actually says yes. Yeah, um, it's the little things that I think help continuity most.
0: Yeah, um, no one wants to interact with Mo's. That it just felt sad. No one wants to catch pinched nerve. Yeah, she's like, it's not contagious. Yeah, so no one wants anything to do with her. Um, all episodes, she's like kind of like further abused right she gets kind of strung up yeah with, with the blinds is that what it was I think it is yes it is the blinds yeah. and then Norman is eating like hot Cheetos and wants to drink her water bag and he does drink her water bag <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all, all in all kind of a sad segment for Mose. not even Martin Quirley wants to talk to her no he wants to talk to everyone um, so, Ned is finding, like, issue after issue, not being able to study. Uh, finally, Cookie's like, hey, Ned, like, can you please help me get out to go to the bathroom? And Ned's like, sure. So, Ned tells Norman Trembles that he looks really good. Well, <laughs> well he no. tells Norman Trembles yeah. that he needs to change, like, he, he needs a change in his life. Well, so, because that's that comes up, because Norman Trembles is like, Ned, I've heard that you have a book where you give tips to people. That's right. And I've been wanting he to talk indicates. to you.
1: <laughs> but, uh, I love the reveal that Norman Trembles has daredeviled himself.
0: Yeah, he has. He, his vision is so bad, he has supersonic hearing. Uh, <laughs> which allows him to not just hear when the door is being opened, but who's opening it. Knowing that it is one Simon Nelson cook. Yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty funny. And... Ned ends up telling him, like, yeah, like, uh, take your glasses off. You don't need them. So, like, that was good. Um, and then Norman's like. It's kind of like, in the
1: last minute where it falls apart.
0: Yeah, Norman's like, all right, Ned, you can sit at my desk. Nothing's going to distract you. Ned's like, great. He goes to do that. Uh, the water bag. Can you remind me, how does the water bag end up destroying Ned's stuff? So Cookie decides he's going to
1: escape through the window. Yeah. His leg gets caught in uh, the string to pull up the blinds, which is what's propping up Mose's water bag. Yeah, okay. So as he trips and falls out of the window, Mose gets lifted up, the water bag goes flying and lands on the desk's and uh, just decimates all of mm-hmm. Ned's notes. Yeah. Which if the I think if the segment just ended with Cookie escaping and Ned just studying and, you know, maybe someone talking to Mose, mm-hmm. it would have been better. Yeah, I feel like the way it ends. I don't know. I I don't really like, uh, you know. Oh, everyone got injured at the end, or those kind of episodes endings that are just yeah. kind of like, oh, look at what happened. Because well, there's, the there's
0: a there's a lack of closure for sure. Exactly. Um, with this, we like. I want to know why did Vanessa want to meet with Cookie? Exactly. Was it a good thing or was it a bad thing? Um, and so we never got to see that. If they never even got to talk to each other. It's Um, like
1: the uh, puppy parade from that episode of Community where they're looking for Annie's pen.
0: Yes. (laughs) Except we at least got to see the puppy parade. Yeah, we did. That's true. We see it in the credits. All right. Uh, And then finally we get to the penultimate segment of the season. Double dating. Boy, what a segment it was. How great was it? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. We liked this episode. Me too. It was... Fantastic. Really, really strong episode. A lot of good stuff. Um, Solid tropes. Yep. Here. Uh, I, I
1: always love the uh, two dates mm-hmm. trope.
0: It's really It's one good. of my
1: favorite sitcom plots.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I thought Cookie was a great person to juggle that uh, trope. And then I love it that we didn't... We got some solid setup at the beginning of this episode. Like, in the first, yeah. like, few minutes. Things flew by with like, hey, it's uh, we got the premise of it's around the world night. We got uh, Mo saying, do you know what? If you're too nervous, ask Susie on your own. Let's do a double date. Um, Ned asks Susie. Susie says, yes, Mo doesn't have a date. Jock Goldman wants to prove himself. They do a lie detector test. He's good. Like all of that happens in like three minutes.
1: The Um, lie detector
0: (laughs) test was one of my favorite parts. Oh, yeah. When they ask him if he's ever pooped himself. Yeah, that's Gordy's second question. Someone strapped <laughs> up to a lie detector. Also, how did they get that, Gordy? That's how. Gordy's always um, had. I'm sure he's always <laughs> had a polygraph test. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought that was. Uh, I it didn't feel rushed, no. and it didn't. It all of that felt like it had been built up to in the segments that we had watched in that same hour, um, like leading up to it. So like the Jock Goldman with Moe stuff that felt like okay, that like we've seen this coming. This isn't surprising. Yep, we've Sus- seen Vanessa, Susie, for and Ned a bit now yeah so everything felt like okay this makes sense um if only the whole season had been like this i know but uh yeah so they because they don't need to waste any time with setting up these dynamics we know the dynamics um so ned and Susie are gonna go on a double date with moze and jock goldman to the dance uh the around the world night dance and their date scenes are actually really fun yeah
1: I honestly, like, it reminded me of the uh, dance episode from the first season. Where, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the characters enjoying themselves, having a good time, interacting how, you know, characters should in a show. You need these, like, little moments where they're just talking and we can see their personalities on display. Yes. And what, what I like about the Jock and Susie interactions is that as I was watching it, I was like, okay, are they going to get jealous of Mose and Ned and then decide to just date each other? Mm -hmm. Kind of flipping what happened at the end of the first season where Susie and Loomer got together. Yes. But what happens instead is so much better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So, um, Cookie's set up for the dance. We mentioned he is going to pitch to Vanessa, like, hey, please, like, will you go on this? And she's like, listen, every time I spend time with you, it's a disaster. So let's just be friends. Which, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yep, he did. <laughs> He's done a lot. He's, He's done, done a lot, lot to this damage. poor girl. <laughs> so I think it's really fair for her to set these boundaries. Uh, that's when Lisa Zemo, via Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, um, asks Cookie to be her date for the dance. It's cute. It is cute. Yeah. Um, this has kind of been building all season mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, He gets a little sweater. Um, zero obligation to be uh, her boyfriend as well. So it's a good deal. He takes it. And then that's when Vanessa comes back and says, Hey, I've been thinking about it. I'll go with you. Classic. <laughs> what is cookie going to do? He's oh gonna boy. Take both girls to the dance. He is. Yes. He is. He's going to give uh, Lisa Zemo a plate of uh, pasta with a used napkin in it and half eaten food. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um. Yeah. So, the dance itself has kind of a fun setup and perfect for Cookie, by the way. Yeah. Ideal for him in that there's a lot of like stations almost in different parts of the school. This is probably the most fun the set has ever looked, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have like the Paris setup. They have, um, what's the food? Is it Chinese food?
1: Yeah, China. Yeah. So,
0: like, China is like the food. Brazil um, for dancing. Yeah. So, they have all these different like world themes in different parts of the school. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I again, I'll say, I wish that we had seen more than just this core group of people. Me too. But um, I, I liked what we saw of them. It's it's
1: focused. Yeah, and there actually is a lot of character work for mm-hmm. how many characters that are on display because yeah. you know we're dealing with Ned, Mose, Cookie, Jock, Susie, Lisa, and Vanessa, mm-hmm. and none of them feel like they're hurting for space. And with the exception of Vanessa who just kinda disappears at the end of the segment, yeah. I feel like every character has like a s like a coherent resolution to what's going on in the segment.
0: Yeah. Uh, regarding Vanessa, she's showing up in the Seinfeld esque Ned Classified finale of being like, Hey, just so you know I'm someone who was like really <laughs> hurt by this group. Uh there's damages that were done to me and to my family. Ned, Cookie, and Mo's go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> So um I think I, I should start using that lens for all of my shows is just being like, all right, is this character someone that's gonna show up in, in the Seinfeld-esque finale of this show? That that's um, how our
1: succession's gonna end.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait. Um <laughs> for can't wait for that. So Ned and Moe's, there's also like nice little callbacks to the season. So Ned uh, help me set there's so much going on so mose and uh susie crabgrass show up to the dance wearing the same thing yes they're both wearing That's the exact
1: same red dress
0: yes um they go to get food at uh in the china area uh ned gets the runs yep he mose warns him mm-hmm. at the very start of the segment mm-hmm.
1: not to eat any spicy food yep ned decides to eat spicy food and get the
0: runs and, uh
1: while I don't like potty humor too much, I did think this was a good and smart way of getting Ned out of the picture to mm-hmm. prevent him from being able to kiss Susie.
0: Yes. Yeah, because that's, so that's the thing. So he is like, goes, gets the runs. And then while that's happening, Susie says to Moe's, but uh, Moe's is like, oh, like everything's going well till Ned tries to kiss you again, right? And Susie's like, uh, I think that I might let him kiss me. And most mistakes. Yeah, she does. She can't believe it. Um, does like the feelings of it all, does Moe's like Ned here? Does she know? Is it a confused
1: feeling? I think it's a confused feeling. Yeah. I think she doesn't want Susie to like Ned. Yep. And I don't think she realizes that she likes Ned.
0: Yeah. Um and then Jock Goldman. And because Moses kind of like uh helping out Ned a lot, yeah, throughout this segment. So Moses is like going to like talk to Ned in a bush and like give him kind of a pep talk and be like, I told you, like, you shouldn't have done this. They have a nice established like history as well. So Moses, like, remember when you did this when we were kids,
1: and Jock um, is picking up on all of it throughout the segment,
0: yeah. So Jock's like very observant and is like, um, Moses spending a lot of time with Ned. Uh, I'm starting to think. That Mose asked me just to make Ned jealous,
1: which we know isn't the case, no, and even Susie dismisses it-, mm-hmm. but like Jock's perspective, it makes what happens at the end of the segment like really gel,
0: yes, and even um even with that uh, what is it um Jock where is it uh dance jealous, there's something else I want to say about Jock. Uh, oh that he brings up that Ned and um he's talking to Susie while Moses with Ned and is like hey do you think it was weird that Ned and Mose got like class couple oh right that's i actually like that they brought that up yeah and Susie's like oh like they told like they both talked to me about it uh, they said it was a mistake they're just friends um so she's like yeah she's just so confident in
1: in it it's it feels like they finally figured out Mm-hmm. How to, what her personality should be now that Missy's the, yep. like, antagonistic figure. Yeah.
0: She's just like, um, she's sure, sure of herself. You know? sh- yeah, sure of herself. Nice person. Um, she's a good little she focus. A,
1: she has a bit of a temper that I think makes her come off confrontational. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she, she seems to be, her intentions seem to always be in the best place.
0: Yeah. And then, um, Moe's calls and help. The nurse comes in, gives Ned a pink drink, probably a smoothie from the fart blender. I love that the nurse is just on retainer at night. Yeah, she's like, "Don't worry, it's my job." Um, gives him something that's gonna like, uh, what is it? Cork him up? She says, or something yeah, like that. Liquid cork. Yeah, it's a which liquid. Is cork. Such
1: a nauseating term.
0: Yeah. Like, it's- I don't like if you <laughs> stop and think about it. So upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um. This episode is one that I remembered, by the way. I don't think I said that. but Really? I remembered this episode, and that was an aspect of the episode that I remembered. I did not remember any of these three episodes. Yeah. Um, so she saves Ned, and Ned is going to go and approach who he thinks is Susie Crabgrass, uh, tap her on the shoulder and give her a kiss, and it's Moe's. It
1: sure is, with which Jock sees, but Susie does not.
0: No, Jock
1: which... sees it, says, I guess I deserve it. And I love that Susie not seeing it becomes the premise of the next segment. Yeah. Like, th- this is what I want from every episode mm-hmm. of Ned's. I want the first segment to influence the second one, even if it's on a minor level. Yeah. Like, as long as there's some kind of bridge. It's the difference between, like, a good episode and a mediocre one at this point,
0: because mm-hmm. it just gives more time. Like the show sure. moves so fast that it can still move, like have fast moving elements while having an overarching plot that is like a connective tissue. Exactly, that just ma- makes it feel more substantial. I guess. Um. What? Like, did you feel bad for jock Goldman here? I actually did feel bad for Jack. Yeah. His actor is doing a
1: really good job at playing him up as a as genuinely remorseful. Yeah, so at like I felt bad, but you know at the same time it tracks. Moe's isn't that interested, mm-hmm. so I like that they didn't just try to play into it like a Seth Powers esque crush.
0: Yep, yep, and that that's been explored and done. Ren. Right? Remember how thoroughly that was dealt with? Yeah, <laughs> no, it it feels it feels like a different show. It does. Um, so much better with um, and we only got like Jock Goldman really for like two or three episodes, but, like, in these past two that we're talking about today, um, like, he was he was a presence. Um, his attentions were clear, he was a well-written character, well-acted. Yeah, him well. Good. Uh, do you want to talk about what happens to Cookie?
1: I love Cookie's little double date, mm-hmm. and I love how he's found out during the dance. <laughs> it's, it's so obvious it's gonna happen. Yeah. But when he turns and Vanessa's not there, and then he turns back, what and, was he and Lisa's already turned around? What was he thinking? I think, like Icarus, he was simply flying too close to the sun.
0: Yeah, he got, got way too cheeky there at the end. He had done a pretty bad to okay job all night of juggling the two. His and mistake
1: said, is when he does he invite them both to the Paris section or the Brazil
0: section without realizing. Um I believe he invites them well, Brazil is the dance section, so I yeah. think he invites them both to Paris, I don't know he he ends up needing to juggle both of them in their locations. He does the constant thing where he's like making up uh, making up an excuse. he pours punch on himself he does, and then he's not able to clean it up um because Ned's in the bathroom, so he's just like he's a mess, like I said earlier, he takes someone's used food and gives it to poor Lisa's emo, um which I thought was gross, I thought that was pretty. Pretty disgusting. Two back-to-back uh, grosses. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they find out while he's dancing. They're both pretty upset. And like you said, she's gone. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa just disappeared. Done. done. Um, I, yeah. it's sh- She should be long gone. To, like, she, to be fair, that would probably be the final straw for her. She had a terrible dance. She's had a terrible time with Cookie... Cookie is not a sweet boy. <laughs> um, it's a really a miracle that Lisa Zemo decides to forgive him. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, she's in eighth grade, right? She's moving on to a new school next year. Yeah. So realistically, they can't keep her around. No, they can't. No. Um, yeah, he does turn things around with Lisa Zemo. She's, like, sweet. But more of, like, just his friends. Yeah. And we'll, we'll
1: see more of their <laughs> dynamic. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, Red. Last segment, last day of school. Here we go. I
1: love how this segment captured the energy of the final day. Mm-hmm. It's From the just last the
0: day of school,
1: Loomer cheerfully not bullying anyone mm-hmm. to all the kids rushing the school bus. It, yeah. it was. It's actually one of the few times that Ned's has managed to make me feel genuinely nostalgic for the school experience.
0: Yeah, they they nailed was the energy. So
1: much fun and frenzy. Like, as you got closer to that last day, to summer vacation.
0: Yeah, they they get the energy so well. They open with a musical number. Uh, It's a high energy musical number. High energy for all the kids. Um, And Ned is having to confront what happened. Which, again, hold these characters accountable. It's good. It's just good. (laughs) Yeah. Ned kissed his best friend last night. What's he going to do? Um, Cookie (laughs) joins in at the end of the musical number. Cookie, like, appears out of nowhere in the center (laughs) of the group, screaming, and you can hear him. It's the last day of school. I just said LOL. I like
1: like that this segment is kind of the culmination of Gordy's mania. Yes. I haven't really enjoyed how he's deteriorated, Mm -hmm. but just the shot of him, like, the first scene where he shows up, where the weasel just exits the janitor's office after it's been demolished. Gordy just walks out quietly calmly (laughs) with his cup of coffee. Uh, And he starts screaming when Ned talks to him. Like, that, I think, encapsulated the Gordy experience perfectly.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I almost like, it's a rivalry like Peter Griffin and the chicken at this point. Where it's just like, it's iconic to see Gordy versus the weasel. Um, we know that I know at least it comes back and at the very least in the final episode of the series, um, it was also a very big deal at the, in the season finale for season one as well. So, um, his showdown with the weasel is great. I think that they realize that it's good content for him. And I wonder if we see him deteriorate even more next season, but I think this was his best
1: weasel catch.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: like when they put Gordy in a scenario where he can catch the weasel. But must choose not to?
0: Yes. Yeah, he could do it or let the weasel die. Or he could throw himself in a chipmunk costume in front of a <laughs> machine that's going to cut him up to save the weasel. Good it's storytelling. Good. Very good storytelling. Gordy declares it's the weasel's last day of school. <laughs> um, all right. So Ned's whole situation here, Um Things are a little bit awkward with him and Mose. He's kind of avoiding both Mose and Susie at first, uh, and then tells Ned, uh, tells Mose that it was his evil twin, Tad Bigby. She doesn't buy it, obviously. Uh, but uh, I think Ned should have told Susie right away. Um, yeah,
1: I agree yeah. with you, but I can see why the fourteen-year-old boy didn't.
0: Yes, I know. i know if if i were giving advice i would have immediately advised ned to tell her um does cookie know about all of this i don't think cookie has a clue yeah i kind of like that for him i
1: also like that but (laughs) i but i also like that Susie knows the whole time yeah like finding out that she knows the whole time i think makes looking back on her interactions in the segment more interesting it does. It's actually um, the kisses scene.
0: She presents them, uh, presents Ned with kisses, chocolate kisses. And Moe's also has chocolate kisses at lunch. And Ned takes one of Moses and Susie's like, oh, you took Moses' kiss. And then like at, at the time, it's uh, kind of like
1: a, it's one, it's like a little bit contrived, but when you know that she's mm-hmm. actually trying to get them to admit what happened, it's pretty it good. Works. Yeah. Um,
0: What's the difference between a weasel and a ferret?
1: Uh, you can catch a weasel, but you can't uh, weasel a ferret.
0: Okay, yeah, that adds up. Um, I was wondering scientifically what the difference is, and I think that that answers all my questions, oh, like if you're biologically.
1: Scientifically, all weasels are boys, and all ferrets are ferrets girls. are girls. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything makes so much more sense now, like cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cookie has this like evil, dangerous robot. Which is on the loose Um, This is like a repeated thing In Nets Declassified where we see a setup early on In the episode and then we like see it Recurring throughout the segment So we get this machine That's like just chasing people down It steals um, Vice Principal Krubs' helmet Um, Gordy loves it though Because he wants it to uh, Well no 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 no. Uh, He looks at it and he believes It can help him take care of the weasel and it's then he breaks the, the weasel and get the weasel into the net. Yeah. So um yeah, and so Ned and Mose both go to their respective elders. Mose goes back to Chopsaw and is like what should I do? Who should like should I tell Susie? Should I not? Chopsaw's little speech is gibberish, but I like the sentiment. Yeah, it's, it is <laughs> gibberish. It's about confusing uh comparing them to wood. Uh, which is like in his style. So I get it, but I didn't need it. And then um, Gordy gives Ned the speech about, like, oh, like, that's like, that's going to be a mistake, which is honestly the first time Gordy's ever given reasonable advice to Ned. He almost gave him some pretty good
1: advice in the vents a few episodes ago. That That's true. When they the were, scene uh, got, got, the scene got cut
0: off. Yeah. When they were sipping Everclear. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... yeah. They both get the same advice. Tell Susie. It's gonna be better. Uh, Gordy, like I said earlier, he's gonna put himself in a chipmunk costume and spray himself with musk to also attract the ferret. Which at this point is just,
1: I I think, the natural evolution of Gordy.
0: Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like we said, Ned and Moe's go to tell Susie. Susie's like, I know. It was was a test. test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you like that? It was a test. I liked that she wanted to see if
1: Moe's would be a good friend and Ned mm-hmm. would be a good boyfriend. I liked that aspect of it. Because, yeah. you know, that's a genuine concern when you find out that your best friend has kissed the person mm-hmm. that you like.
0: How long would you hold on to that? Like, would you let it be a test? Like, if it's, like, a week and they still haven't said anything? Oh,
1: I think Susie would have probably just given them the day.
0: Yeah. they had tw- You have 24 hours.
1: Because the segment does take place the next day after. Yep. So I don't think she would have... Oh, it's also the last day. Last
0: day, yeah. So it's the only chance that Ned has. Um, And then all's well that ends well. Uh, Cookie gets his machine under control after it. Rips up Gordy. Gordy is okay. He's then uh, tackled by a mob that's rushing to the bus. And okay, everything is great. We got Moe's and Ned on the bus saying, hey, like, you didn't feel anything, right? Like, oh, it was such a nothing kiss. And then they kiss again, Ren. This is what I think elevated the episode for me. It's the Jim and Pam of it all.
1: I wasn't expecting it, but what a way to end the season.
0: Mm -hmm. And then they look at the camera as Cookie comes, sits between them, puts his arms around them. I don't even know what he says because I'm not paying attention to Cookie. I'm watching their faces as they try to process what just happened. And scene. Great ending to the season. Oh, I know. Cookie says, uh, uh, aren't you all, like, are you both excited about what 8th grade has in store for us? Says something along those lines. But, yeah. it was. It, it's like the
1: reverse mm-hmm. of their problems at the end of season one. Yep. Like, Mose has Susie as her best friend. Mm-hmm. Ned has Susie as his prospective girlfriend. Yep. But now they've fundamentally broken her trust.
0: Uh such a good way to wrap things up. I love it. And do we trust the show to handle, like, I think the premiere, though, like, to handle well, but are they even going to... Because what is there left to address? Like, they're not going addri- to do this same segment again where no. Ned and Mose are like, oh, like, this is awkward. Like, we kissed. What are we going to do? So, like, I-, I I don't know how they're going to handle it in the premiere for season three.
1: I just hope that season three
0: maintains the level of quality
1: we've ended season two
0: on me too me too well it's almost like um they got the show renewed for a season three like like towards the end of writing season two and they were like okay let's let's make season three this big final season let's set these characters up right yeah right so i'm I'm hoping that that is what happened um because this was so good yeah, it was. I yeah. really loved this episode. Uh, for the first time, I'm actually wanting to know what happens. Me too. In a very long time, I'm wanting to watch the next episode. But, we gotta wait, Ren. We gotta rate. Um, I said, what did I say? I said we gotta wait, but then uh, we gotta I t- rate. turned that into we gotta rate, which we do. We do gotta rate. Uh, Ren, let's do it. Let's rate these episodes. We should have a little thing. Yeah, we should. Let's uh, let's get Jill on here. That episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Rent. Um, do you want to throw a number out there first for Failing in Tutors?
1: Yeah, I'm going to give Failing in Tutors. Mm-hmm. I think. And did I like it more than the premiere? Mm. That was that was the highest rated episode of the season for me mm-hmm. so far. I like it more than the premiere, I think that I did. I'm gonna give it an eight, okay give this episode
0: an eight. Wow, um, so failing tutors i I felt like this was probably uh, I don't know. I like aspects of both segments um love I don't know. I feel like seven about it. seven yeah um, I'm just looking to see what I've given past things, okay. Uh, what about Science Fair Study Hall? I'm going to give it a 6.5, mainly because I didn't like
1: the ending to the episode.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 7.5. Uh, okay. I, I thought Science Fair was genius. Probably, in my opinion, one of my favorite segments that we've gotten in Nezzy Classified so far. Study Hall was still good, but wasn't, uh, to me, not up there with Science Fair because of that ending. Um, and then Double Dating slash The Last Day. All the drama. I'm,
1: I'm going to give this one a 9.5. Wow. I uh, really, mm-hmm. really like this finale. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's a strong finale. It shakes up the status quo. It resolves plot threads that mm-hmm. were introduced in the premiere. It's actually building off plot elements that were introduced a few mm-hmm. episodes prior. And, you know, it's just a good, interesting plot that shakes up the natural premise with an interesting set piece.
0: Yeah, and uh, it was like the dance was a really great use of device. And yep, I like that they we've seen a dance already. This dance was the same but different. Yeah, like had a lot of the key elements because a dance is a dance. But uh, they were able to really mix it up well and and keep us on our feet and excited about what's to come. Yeah, I give um I gave it a nine. Uh, for so many of the same reasons as you. But I just, I enjoyed it. And that makes it the highest rated episode for me. And it makes it the highest rated episode for you as well. Wow. Season two. I pulled out a win at the very end. Who would have thought? uh, Do you want to rate the season now? Or should we we hold off on that to maybe do that at like the start of season three? So that way we can, because I haven't given too much thought to like the season as a whole.
1: I got to let it digest.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so next week we will not be doing Neds. We're going to take a week off of Neds. Well, we'll kind of be doing Neds, but we won't be watching yeah. an episode and discussing. Uh, it is our mid-season uh, classic thing we do where we're going to do a Survivor season. Uh, like we had discussed last week, we're going to do uh, <laughs> the Friends of Ned's Classified <laughs> versus uh, Ren. I don't want to take any credit for this name but uh versus what will be the name of the other team little lord grinch Leroy. yes our succession (laughs) slash grinch crossover team uh we will see if any of them are strong enough to take down (laughs) (laughs) these middle schoolers yes uh so do you want to possibly put together our our cast right now yes Um,
1: i do very
0: much want to do that Okay,
1: you know this. Let's, let's make this a
0: season two finale to remember. Yes. Um. So, I'm writing down uh, on my list. I believe. Um, all right, I'm I can do. Prescribe? I can do a ten versus ten season. Okay. Does that seem like a good idea?
1: And yeah, ideally, should
0: be enough, t- right? Typically, the show Survivor will try to balance, um, like, uh, gender and stuff. But at the same time, um, we have animals that typically compete. So like I don't know if um, we necessarily need to have like exact numbers for that. So, um, so on Ned's let's let's take let's do Ned's first. Obviously, we'll have the the big three, right? Okay. Uh, I assume Ned will be there. Our Victor from last time, Cookie, and eh. not our Victor will not be there. <laughs> um, he's <Shut> not. Victor. <laughs> You might make it on the Grinch Succession team, actually. That might be good for know. We need bodies? But <laughs> no, so we got Ned, we got Cookie. Mose is, of course, going to be there. Who else do we want to be one of our ten uh, Nezzy Classified Survivor tribe mates? Let's, hmm, let's put in Susie. Okay. Yep, especially with the drama that just unfolded. Um, it'll be interesting to have Ned and Mose interacting on the same beach with Susie. Um, Gordy... I assume has to be there. Well, Gordy has to be there. Yep. The weasel. Yeah, I feel like we need uh, some representation from animal uh, animals. Yeah, the weasel got up some mischief last time, of course. How many um, did that put us at? That right now we are at seven. All um, right. So How about Lisa Zemo? Yep. Yeah. We'll put Lisa Zemo on there. Uh, she's uh, typically has a bunch of mischief. I think Loomer... I so I was actually going to suggest Jock
1: Goldman and Vanessa because they'll never have another chance. Oh,
0: true, true. And Vanessa uh, could it be Vanessa's grandmother? Yes, it can be Vanessa's okay. grandmother. I'm less interested in Vanessa. Let's cut out Vanessa altogether. I'm more Let's interested in her grandmother. grandmother. At all. all right, so Vanessa's grandmother and Jock Goldman. Um will be there. So that means our Ned tribe will be Ned, Cookie, Mose, Susie, Gordy, The Weasel, Lisa Zemo, Vanessa's grandmother, Jack Goldman. There's actually a spot for one more, Ren.
1: Ooh, okay. Do you want to add in Loomer, then?
0: Yeah, let's put Loomer on there. Okay. Um, and then, for the Grinch Succession tribe... So, so, three slots go to the three Grinches. The Grinches, yeah. That's what I, I thought. <laughs> so, Grinch... Grinch, Cumberbatch and uh just 2D grinch i guess i don't know classic grinch yeah classic grinch classic uh, grinch modern grinch and uh grinch yeah and gary grinch it's going to be a very miserable group over there <laughs> a lot of passive aggressiveness and hatred cumberbatch will be probably having a lot of ptsd to his orphan <laughs> days uh, it'll be a mess uh max the dog i don't think we need three maxes though no no so which um which max do we want Uh, classic max yeah i think classic max would be is fitting. um but this max can kind of represent all of them i think yeah Mm -hmm. he's the catch-all max Mm -hmm.
1: so then we have the four Mm -hmm. roy siblings
0: yes so of course shiv roman (laughs) kendall (laughs) and uh who am i missing connor of course the oldest Um, yes so that's eight we only want tom and greg to round it out yeah it's tough to think of um a world in which we don't have greg playing out uh here and we can't have greg without tom i think we can save logan for when we do another survivor yes
1: um we'll have like a champions version where he gets grandfathered in
0: yeah, he yeah, that, he- that feels right. Um, because he has his thumb on all of this. So our Grinch succession tribe, the uh, little little Lord Grinchelroys. Oh, Bryce, Bryce. Yes. Let's raise the stakes a bit. Okay. Whoever
1: wins this game of Survivor becomes Logan's successor.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you're telling me someone from James K. Polk could potentially, uh, be Logan's successor. Doesn't we... it seem like something Logan would do to taunt his children. Yes, yes. You're going to all go out to the island and play Survivor. Oh, <laughs> uh, to it's decide okay. who wins. It's fun. Yeah, Roman would not play. Uh, I think Kendall might be really into it. Um, Shiv would just look at the fairness of it all uh, and say, hey, I am the only uh, female on my tribe. But <laughs> the Grinch just keep looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> I can't believe we did this. All right, so we will do that. Um, and next week, and then we'll jump back into Ned season three. Yeah,
1: two episodes apiece. We're gonna
0: mm-hmm.
1: wrap this up. We're, We're gonna right, have to anyway. do another tournament soon.
0: Oh yeah, we will. Well, let's uh, hold on, let's, let's check out this Ned's episode list that yeah. I love. Uh, let's see real quick. Um, how many episodes have we got in season three? We got 21. 21. So it's going to ten essentially 12 weeks, probably. 13 weeks-ish. We will uh, be moving on, Ren. Wow. From Netsy Classified, which is incredibly far away. It's like four months. Three or four months. I'm going to start thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I know where I would love to go. There's so many places I would love to go, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you're on board for for going there. So, right, so where do you want to go? I Ren, There's that show that I think Jacob was the one that told me about it. The one where Mitchell Musso was replaced after season two with another <laughs> white guy. That's the one that I want. Um, That's for, the one you want. <laughs> he, him and his like long lost brother learn that they are
1: uh, kings on a like island. I just know that whatever we watch next, it has to be bad. It has to be terrible. Like, we left Corey wanting something good. You know, it didn't pan out. No. Let's stick to what works.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we need <laughs> something where each week we're...
1: In awe at what the writers <laughs> thought they could
0: present us. <laughs> uh, well, this has been great, as always, Ren. It has. Uh, thank you. Thanks all for listening. Uh, and uh, take care. And have a good rest of your day. I hope you
1: guys enjoy Grinch Star Royco. Bye, everyone. Bye.